unassuming, unarmed, but dangerously uneducated. With useful lessons for the not quite dead yet, GK and F are the voice of a generation who know what the fuck is up. Interweb, welcome to GKNF episode 34, The Dumpling Paradox. (laughs) Today we have blogger from My So Called Lifestyle, Mm -hmm. great friend of ours. Yeah, friend first, and then yes, blogger, and a very, uh, I guess. You got many skills, Maria. Wow, uh, by by thank the way, you. everyone, this is Maria Petiso. That's correct. Very good. <laughs> I was nearly, nearly right, really It was Italian. going downhill then. I was nearly uh, Italian racist with Bellissimo. I was going to say Petissimo. <laughs> Maria, <laughs> Maria Petiso, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. And I tell you what, Maria, like just you walking through the door, you've brought bags of goodies. And and pulling back the curtain a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get there. <laughs> it's the passion. A passion. I put 100% into everything. I absolutely love it. And obviously, you're referring to the food, which you're going to try in a little mm-hmm. bit. Yes. Um, and can we give... Let's just start off. Let's give our listeners a bit of a breakdown about yourself and, and what you do. Okay. So, um, in the in the real world, I'm a business manager for um, a corporate stationery company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I do that four days a week. And uh, my second sort of sideline is starting this lifestyle page. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really passionate just because it's things that I absolutely love and it's things that people seem to be interested in, which mm-hmm. is great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, all started sort of from coming from an Italian family, you know, growing up, food was everything. You know, you eat at the table every single night. You know, you're 12 years old and you've got a glass of wine in front of you. That was just normal. Um, wow. But yeah, I know. Very, very different now, you know, but a completely different culture. You go to Italy, you don't see people getting absolutely shit-faced on the side of the street. It's mm-hmm. a completely different culture over there. Do you, you, you learn because they introduce it younger? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a normal thing. Like, obviously, you know... Everybody loves wine, and I suppose we become quite wine snobby now. But, you know, when uh, I was younger, it it would be like 50 cents for a bottle of wine. And that was just table wine. You know, is it good? Is it bad? Yeah, it's fine. It's drinkable, you know, and that was a daily thing. And I like how you said culture, because you're talking about your roots in Italy. You've got, you clearly got a British accent. Absolutely. And, and then you also dropped in the term shit face. I mean, you, it's like you're a cultural fruit salad. It's, I am. I'm a bit of a mix. Yeah. So my mum's English. Um, and my, my dad's from the south of Italy. Um, I grew up in England, but we were lucky enough that, you know, we get, to, we got to go to Italy every single summer. So, you know, six weeks in the summer. And, um, you know, I would be down helping bottling the tomatoes for the winter, you know, no, no. picking all the, like, fresh produce. Like, because, when you say bottling the tomatoes, like making tomato sauce, right? Uh, like pasta sauce. Pasta yeah, sauce, yeah. yeah. So what they would do is, um, you know, get all pick all the tomatoes in the summer because there would be an absolute abundance of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would literally, you know, 
sterilize the bottles, jar the actual tomatoes, stick some basil leaves in there, put the top on, they're stored away for the rest of the winter. So you basically got pasta sauce on hand all winter. Is that like a big daily event where the whole family's in there? <laughs> yeah. The, the women are yeah. crushing the tomatoes? Yeah, and- like I've got a really big family in Italy and they almost live in like a big commune. You know, they've got it's um, one massive big piece of land and there's five houses on it, all different parts of the family. It's amazing. And, and they're still there now? Absolutely. Yeah. And they all grow different things in the gardens. So I love that communal aspect of it. It's but- amazing. Because what we've seen of it, when Joy, GK and I were in high school, our text for English was looking for Ella Brandy, and it was an Italian family. Is that where you're getting from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was our first foray into families making uh, uh, pasta sauce. <laughs> My, uh, yeah, it was uh, that and the Goodfellas. That's how I learned about the Italians. <laughs> but it's crazy because, you know, they live so cheaply. The, the north of Italy is very different. The, the south of Italy is that the, the land is extremely rich. So, you know, you're, you're growing the potatoes, all the mm-hmm. different fruits, the olives. You know, it comes to sort of the end of the year, sort of November time. Olives will start coming off the trees and then they'll, it'll, it'll go into olive oil. So all year round, you're doing different things and all the families will come together and help do mm-hmm. everything, whether it's shelling the nuts or whatever it is, mm-hmm. all the families come together and it's a really cheap way of living because everybody's swapping everything it's a barter system it so is so copy these olives for yeah. some pasta sauce yeah but, but it's I'm, also a, a, like a communal thing by the sounds of it it's like, just passion they yeah. love it mm-hmm. they probably complain like oh it's taking us four hours but they absolutely love it yeah. you know and you know my dad always gets stuck in and involved and he loves that you know not living there all, all year round he misses that um you know big family aspect that you're all coming together to create these amazing meals that cost absolutely nothing and you know they say that mediterranean's got one of the best diets in the world so can't complain there there was a whole diet thing back in the you know the atkins diet the mediterranean diet was one of the big ones yeah and what what is is that the what's the basis of that it's just fresh food so yeah clean fresh Eating. Clean eating. So um, fresh fruits, um, you know, nothing's added to it. So, you know, a lot of people will go and get a jar of Dolmio, say, off the mm. shelves. You know, it's got salt in it. It's got a lot of sugar in it. It's got everything in it. Um, so they eat very fresh. They're cooking everything from scratch so they know exactly what is going into the food. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're not massive snackers. So they're not adding all this refined sugar, you know, whereas we'll go and get a, like a bag of crisps, chips, mm-hmm. um, you know, all all these types of things they've got calories they're, they're just extras they will have the, the breakfast it's usually like a coffee and a biscuit or a coffee and a piece of cake for breakfast very european you know for the lunch they'll have like a bowl of pasta and usually it's a bowl of pasta every single day what they don't do is eat a lot of red meat so um you know that's very few and far between it's more the fishes the pulses um you know like I said, all the f- fresh fruit and vegetables it's a really great diet mm-hmm. are they not eating red meat is that a cost thing or there's not much red meat in that part of italy or it's just not a dietary uh, are you, or is it just because you don't want to get your family around to you know kill these carcasses and- <laughs> <laughs> look when they eat red meat they absolutely love it is it more like cured meats like um, oh, obviously they cured meat it's like the big antipastas that you get mm. and um you've got a lot of cured meats on there they they just don't have like um it's a choice they just mm-hmm. don't need to eat that much red meat and i remember when i first arrived in australia um to live 
and we were eating meat every single day of the week. Well, who your partner is, I've made exactly. him a barbecue three times a day. Yeah. yeah during and, you summer know, especially. Yeah, for the first two weeks we were living with his family and, you know, big meat eaters, big eaters and big meat eaters. I had the worst stomach ache because I was not used to eating so much meat. Even mm. living in England, we would have a lot of meals that are just meat free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it feels so good. I do like the idea of a diet that is free of all the bullshit that is in like the food the, preser- the preservatives, the preservatives and the additives and the salt and the sugar. Yeah. You know, like you walk down. That's a whole you know kind of concept of you go to the supermarket and there's a healthy food aisle. Why isn't it like the majority of it and have the the dodgy food oil, the additive oil? Or, yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, it's so true when they say everything in moderation because, mm. you know, everything I buy is full fat, but I try not to eat too much of it. So the butter, the cheese, all of that. Um, you know, there's diets out there now that promote eating those full of fat, mm-hmm. you know, items because of all the additives that are in their diet items. So I'm sure that, you know, if everybody just ate a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be a lot easier. But unfortunately, we have this sort of greed society almost now. Mm-hmm. So with so all that, <clears throat> do, you, do you make all your food at home from scratch? Is that is that what you do? Everything... Absolutely. That you make from scratch. And what is it? What Do you reckon most people don't do it, A, because they don't know how easy it is? Well, for a layman, maybe it isn't that easy. Or is it time? Are people time poor? Because it's obviously cost effective. I, you know, I reckon it's a culmination of, of everything. Um, I grew up watching my parents cook. You know, my brother is um, a trained chef. My parents were restaurateurs. You know, I grew up, people giving me recipe books, like, I know the basic ingredients that need to go in anything and I can taste something and say, that needs extra salt, that needs ah, extra this. Not everybody mm, can do that. That's a skill. That's a skill and that's the, that's a TV chef skill. Like, <laughs> a person in the movie that just takes a, takes a taste of the sauce and goes... No, some more salt or yeah. some more pepper, just uh, a pinch. I mean, when I cook, I do that, but I'm just I saying words, really. I, I don't know what I'm tasting. <laughs> salt. Yeah. Raw sugar. And you wave your hands in the air like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I say, dissimilar. Yeah, and not everybody can do that because they've not been brought up to taste the food as they go along. Like, I would never think of serving food without tasting it myself first just mm. to make sure it isn't You're not putting all, crap out lacking there. everything. And, you know, if I'm going to add salt, I'll add it first. Now's a little bit different having a, a one-year-old I can't add too much salt to the food so some things I do have to add later on so, so that's what I'm, sorry dude what I like about looking at your page is you've just given us the your kind of heritage of your family and, and how like these skills have been passed down to you and what I love about your page is it's you with your children yeah cooking together you know it's it's it, it continues and it's it beautiful to see that and such an important thing for family to do pass on those traditions and that culture definitely like i said you know what you were saying before you know why don't people do this because they probably weren't taught as a child like to Mm. you know this is what you should be doing plus time you know i had a stay-at-home mum when i was younger um a lot of my friends did you know most mums work most dads work Mm -hmm. um people don't have the time but also the knowledge to know that you know this doesn't take long to do what i'm gonna give you guys to eat today the whole lot so you know the 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 main the you know the bits on the side the dessert it took me 30 minutes to do from scratch, start to finish scratch and, and 
to pull it back, there's some. I saw there was some pasta and some other. So is that making the pasta? Thirty minutes. Roll, roll, roll in the pasta. <laughs> or whatever you do. Uh, hey, I'm is gonna- your first ingredients? Coffee before you start? <laughs> <laughs> no coffee. No? Oh, wow. um, yeah, I buy dry pasta. Um, I don't make my own pasta. Dry pasta, just... What is dry pasta? Dry pasta, just pa- pasta in a packet. Pa- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dry pasta will take about 10 minutes to cook. Fresh mm-hmm. pasta will take literally four or five minutes to cook. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Can it- you make the, um, you know, you see them doing the, you know, with making the pasta with the, uh, like the, is it flour and egg, I want to say, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, something that um, I don't do because I've never really sat down and learned how to do it. I've seen so many people make it, make the penne and yeah. make the shapes, make the spirals, make the spaghetti but mm-hmm. obviously that's time consuming and yeah. even, even my dad now will only do it for a special occasion because yeah, it takes so long and especially mm-hmm. if you're feeding six people you could be sat there for like three hours just making pasta so yeah. certainly not going to do that but so yeah dry pasta dry pasta um where are we going with this? You want okay. to know how oh, why it took you half oh, an hour? Yeah, so, I want to go this so, half Okay, hour. Yeah. so I've made a simple um, uh, Napolitana sauce, which is a simple tomato sauce with, with basil. Um, that starts, it takes 20 minutes to cook, 25 minutes. So bang, 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 uh, garlic, onions, throw them in the pan, olive oil, add some chopped tomatoes, and that's it. Leave it to simmer. Throw the basil in. That's it. That's done. Just leave mm-hmm. that on on the stove. Then I've made you some pork kofta's today. So it's literally like um, my mouth's watering. <laughs> it's. Uh, I feel so bad. You put this over in, and I've just given you a drink of. <laughs> but yeah, there is lime. Water. There's lime in it. <laughs> um, but like pork kofta's, keep the you know keep a good pantry. Keep the herbs in there. Mm-hmm. You know, mint, paprika, garlic, onions, coriander. Um, Put it all together, make it into shapes, stick stick your skewers in, done. Then you just need to literally cook them. That's not going to take long. 10 minutes, put them on the barbecue, stick them in the frying pan. It doesn't take long. This is all while your sauce is going on. Uh, make and, that, sh- and it's like, it's the process. You start one thing while that's doing it. That's that right. You, and yeah. that's, it's not just not understanding the flavors, but you've got that process down pat. That's right. And I mean, pasta takes 10 minutes to cook, but don't forget you need to boil your water first. So that's going to take five minutes. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, next thing, maybe whack your water on. So by the time your pasta sauce is finished, your pasta's ready at the same time. So if you're just having a plate of pasta for dinner with a simple tomato sauce, then, you know, it's it's taking you less than 30 minutes for a really good food, no additives, mm-hmm. um, really healthy for the children as well. All kids seem to love pasta. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, I've made you like a three ingredient chewy bite today. Um, it's no cooking involved. It's literally refrigeration. It's honey, peanut butter, oats. You've already got me. Put it, put it all together, <laughs> squeeze it in a pan, stick it in the fridge, chop it into squares, you're done. Like, it's yep. just so simple. It's knowing how to do it. And from looking on your page, my so-called lifestyle, the, in your blog, a lot of it's geared towards cost-effective stuff too. So is that a Absolutely. pretty cheap, inexpensive meal to make yeah. as well? So um, basically, um, for a family of four to do a penne napolitana will cost you in the region of about around $2.30. To, and is that what? Have, and that's oh, having okay. a, so obviously you've got to have a stocked pantry for that because or that includes that if you work if you you know divide it all down you're paying around sixty cents a liter at sixty cents per hundred mil for some olive oil and mm-hmm. um, it's literally working it out step by oh, step you right. know break, I say breaking it right down breaking it right and out down of that you could probably do 
I don't know what, let's say 10 or 20 of these meals out of everything and it's costing Absolutely, $2. yeah. Because, you know, you're going to buy a clove of garlic, but mm. you're, you're only going to use one piece of it, mm-hmm. but still sort of dividing it up. It's yeah. not going to cost you any more than $2.30 for that meal. So if everybody can sort of pick like a couple of meals each week that are as cheap as that, you know, that it will come down in price, the, you know, your your weekly grocery bill. People can't believe I do groceries for oh, like... No, oh, oh, no. I've watched... For how, how, for how much? $90 we spend. $90 on groceries. Yeah. Because, I, and that's, again, we, on the page, like, I love how you've got... Uh, this is... I can see Marie's brain, like, how it works, <laughs> like, on the paper. You've got the days. You've got the meals. You've got the shopping list on the right. You know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. once you go shopping, you... you there are posts um, that you put up on the like the, the certain prices and the specials and things like that. Like it's so impressive, and it, it's clearly you don't do that unless you are passionate about it. Yeah, and look, you know, I'd say in the last um, in the last year, it's become more so that we've I've we've started doing that um, when we first arrived in Australia, and very much sort of in my mid to late twenties. I would go to the shops, buy whatever, spend loads of money, you know, clothes, the lot. And, you know, you realize then, oh, I've absolutely got nothing. I've got massive credit cards. Um, and I got to a point where I was like, oh, this really needs to stop. And I went traveling for a year. I went traveling around the world with 8,000 pounds, which is about $13,000. dollars hmm and that was it, accommodation, food, the lot, traveling from one place to another. And I had to budget because to pay for accommodation as well as, you know, eating, as well as drinking every single night of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the most important part when you're traveling, I guess. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, going in the, the internet cafes because you didn't have Wi-Fi anywhere. Yeah. You know, you, I had to learn to budget. And from then, I sort of became better. I want to go back to this $90 a week. I think we skipped <laughs> over that way too quickly. There's four people in your household. Is that who yep. we're shopping for? Yeah, two adults, a two week. kids. I spend <laughs> anywhere for with the same, the exact same setup as you, $300 plus a week. Easy in my groceries. Uh-huh. Now, I, I'm going to guess, just from looking at your page, step one is planning your actual meals, not going to the shop without a plan. Not going to the shop hungry as well. Is it? <laughs> very, and very never, true. And never feed someone after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, first things first, um, have a look what's in your freezer. Have a look what's in your pantry. Have a look what's in your fridge. Write it down. Um, I used to end up with food at the back of my freezer for over six months. That's uh, you. Or, yeah. It's reckon, a waste. And I buy stuff and when it gets goes to be put away... I'm, there's another one already there <laughs> yeah. all the time and you know things after a while they get frostbite like you, mm. it's disgusting if you try and eat something that's like got frostbite mm. so you know you need to use what is in your freezer and incorporate it and devise your meals around what you have to mm-hmm. constantly reuse things I um I get a lot of people writing to me and asking for help and I get some people that are saying they spend between four and five hundred dollars a week on food. So my first question is, well, how much of it are you throwing away? Because that is a lot of food for they say nappies, blah blah blah. Well, you know, I have one in nappies too. At one point I was buying formula as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you what are you buying? Look at what you're buying, look at what you're throwing away. Start using what you have. I reckon a lot of people could go at least two to three weeks 
apart from buying like fresh fruits and milk and stuff like that. And get uh, meals out of what they got. Yeah, and like, and, and it comes down to, again, you know, knowing how to cook, you know, using what you've got, you know, thinking, right, I've got some, I've got some lamb, what have I got in my cupboard? I've got some mint or I've got some rosemary, you know, I've got some garlic, right, I'll make a marinade, whack it on the barbecue, let's put a salad with it. I've got some frozen vegetables, let's do something exciting with them, you know, um, you could do... Um, yeah, like onion. any websites, you know, you come down to those final ingredients where it's, where it's like a, a lime, um, an, an apple, and then you can make something. Yeah. Like, it's kind Dave, of like MacGyver making a bomb out of... Do you, know. do you know what? Um, Dave, my partner, he does that. When he does cook, and he does love to cook, he will literally go and he'll type in, I've got some beetroot, I've got a piece of steak, I've got this, what can I make? And he comes up with some pretty good things. So there are those sites out there. I'm just not very good at following a recipe because I just like, yeah, check that in, check this in, check this in. Whereas he needs to do it step by step. And I think a lot of people need to do it step by step, you know. It's a good place to get started. Yeah, I think definitely. And I think... You know, a lot of people, like if I just said to you, now, you, you said you do groceries, mm-hmm. how much per kilo would you pay for apples? I wouldn't have a clue. Exactly. And that's the one of the other major things. People will see special offers, $6 for apples. That is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Well, the $8 for tomatoes a kilo? Yeah. So that's like, oh get my out God. of town. So exactly. Will you then... if? Break your shopping down around specials and prices. Um, I look at the flyers that you get through the post. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally never think there's anything in there that's very good. I feel like they, they've got some great marketing people that will advertise, you know, lamb four-quarter chops for twelve ninety nine a kilo when you know you could go to the butchers and probably get them for eight ninety nine a kilo. So once you start um, remembering the prices and what is good and what is not, then you probably bypass a lot of those flyers. So I generally know in advance what sort of things that I want to cook that I know is going to be cheap. If I do fancy a steak, then, you know, now we eat rump steak rather than a sirloin steak Same. or a fillet steak. You know, we put a little bit of um, uh, balsamic vinegar, a bit of mustard, olive oil, um, salt, pepper, maybe a bit of thyme, mm. rub it in, and it's just so beautiful and tender. So you of meat, <clears throat> yeah. but doing a bit more with it. Yeah, mm. I mean, just even just with a bit of garlic, not overcooking it, it's, it's beautiful, but you just got to... Don't always think that expensive cuts are the are better. Are better. Yeah. You know, you can buy some of these like uh, slow cooking meats that you know slow cook it. Throw it in your slow cooker if you're time precious and you're going to work. Throw it all in slow mm. cooker. Maybe a big piece of beef or a big piece of pork or whatever it is. Come home from work, shred it, shred it all together. You can make sandwiches with it. You know, mm-hmm. stick some like honey soy through it. Oh, there's just so many things that you can do. And just to to back up what you're saying, I. Uh, I picked your husband up this afternoon. Um, we kind of met up uh, serendipitously. We were both in the same place, 100 meters away. Mate, I'll give you a lift home. And uh, I had to pick up my dad, and while we are waiting, I took him to my favorite meat market, Pender Hill yeah. Meat Market. I said, uh, Armo, you're in for a treat. And we had a look around and said, dude, this is like the new toy shop for an adult. It's like, look at all the cuts of meat here. Yeah. It's and like I'm, Bunnings and the meat shop. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I'm saying, yeah, that's right. And I'm saying... Look, look at all the cuts you know it's you know it's factory outlet he goes yeah man but I don't know how much they are like Maria knows how much a rump is it's like 
oh yeah I, I've got no idea either yeah. I don't even know they're good I yeah. just I just feel like, like I've been sucked in and I like that what you said about how you got those pamphlets coming in the mail that you're obviously reading between the advertising line like you're thinking critically about this stuff because obviously they want to sell everything to you and that's and, right and, and, and people want to go in and buy something and feel yes I'm doing the right thing because it says um, wholesale yeah. or you know so. that's right yeah and, and I, sorry I uh, I always shop in a couple of different places too I don't find just going to one place cheap um, I do go to Aldi but I can't get everything in Aldi and sometimes Aldi is not always the cheapest for things so um, you know I'll check the prices of the green grocers I am time precious you know I've got a family I work um, I do my lifestyle page it's full on constantly so I haven't got time to be jumping in my car driving to Aldi going to Coles I haven't got the time to do that losing the money in your fuel that's right but I know that you know I can go down to the local plaza and in the the vicinity you've got like an Aldi a Woolies a Greengrocers you've got Butchers and then on my way home I might stop at like um, you know they've got a lot of these online butchers now or some of these boutique butchers that uh, that they send specials through on emails and Mm. things like that so if I see anything on there I might stock up bulk buy um, and maybe save, you know, you, you might spend, you know, $30, but that meat might last you maybe, you know, a few weeks. So from what you mentioned before, because I want to extract a few, you know, practical things for people listening. So you, you're mentioning about know what you have in your kitchen and know what you're throwing out. Like, yeah. I've, I've never really tried to do that. <laughs> and don't don't throw out, just for example, you know, I, I make my kids um, birthday cakes. I refuse to spend $200, $250. And at first it was difficult, but then, you know, there's a lot of YouTube tutorials out there and I've become better and better. Uh, But the last cake I made, um, I was just too impatient and didn't let it cool down. Sliced it in half, fell apart. It was just too hot. Mm. I was like, oh my God, that's just been in the oven for like two hours. What a waste. There's no way I was throwing that out. So in a plastic bag, in the freezer. I'll do something with that. I can make a trifle. I can do something. I ended ended up crumbing it all together throwing um, some um, Nutella or cheap chocolate spread, whatever it was, um, rolling them into balls and then, you know, rolling them in desiccated coconut. Um, Some of them I threw peanut butter in as well. It will taste like little Snickers bars Um, and just put them in the fridge and you've got all these cake balls. Like... There's just no... There's no <laughs> Every time you say it, Jordan and I look at each other and just going, not and going, yes, we'll do that too. We, we would love to eat that as well. I'm just hoping my wife's listening as well, going, I went for stuff out and I'm with you cake balls. But, but it's funny, you know, it's... Um, Jordan mentioned his wife, like, it seems like this gender thing, but I remember no. one time, Jordan and I were living together when we were in our 20s, and but we would come across a, a recipe and we'll you know it, it is great to come across that new knowledge mm-hmm. and that's what you offer with your page remember uh, one thing I still cook the joy <laughs> Brought, brought into the household was basil fillets and what, what's the green stuff oh, pesto pesto <laughs> you know what I mean it's like you know, but it's, my what you, it's what you do with it yeah bristles <laughs> gravy bar, gravy <laughs> oh remember when we got into the damper dip phase yeah oh yeah that was awesome Mate. the damper dip we, whoa what, that's fun what then. we used to do we used to get a new dish and we used to murder it by yeah, making it I think seven nights a week <laughs> For four months <laughs> until you're never going to make that dish ever again. I know it's like the latest Taylor Swift song, yeah. but it was that like that for food for us. Love it. But but it Love just it. goes to show like we, you're at, you're dealing with people and people are on your page at, at different ends of the spectrum of what they cook and what's in their cooking um, toolkit. 
so to speak. You yeah, know? absolutely. I I always have this motto, and I talk about it quite a lot, uh, a lot to save money on the things that are not actually that important, you know, and save money and and spend on the things that you enjoy and that me- that's important mm-hmm. to you. Like, don't waste your money on you know throwing uh, food away. Don't waste your money on um, you know buying the best cuts um, if you think. You know, something else will just be of as equal pleasure. Um, you know, if you, if you want a fillet steak, buy a fillet steak as long as you can afford it. Mm. So, do you carry? To, I'm I'm intrigued with ninety dollars. Do you have to? Ca- are you calculating when you go through the shop so you're not so, over? Is that a trick to not oh, go over? Because oh. I've I've gone to the shops to pick up a few things, and when it goes on the conveyor belt, it goes up, ding. Yeah. $120 to hey what uh, I've got a basket I don't even have a trolley how does it get up there so you know what and can I buy the trolley too please <laughs> I've become really really anal with uh, with pricing and things like that and you know if we have people come over you know I, I don't mind spending whatever it is but if it's just day to day shopping I try and keep it down so yeah my budget is $90 um, when I'm devising my meal plan I'll do sort of Monday to Sunday roughly what we're going to have each night look we're not always going to have the same that thing on a Wednesday you know I might swap it around I don't fancy that tonight so I'll have Wednesday's meal instead whatever it is I also uh, make a list of what we need for breakfast what we need in for lunches you know I've got two kids pack lunches to make um you know and what am I going to make this week so you know I, I don't buy a lot of snacks my kids don't snack that much um but you know it's nice to make some cupcakes or you know just a zucchini slice or maybe make a, a loaf of bread or something like that mm. i try and those are the things i try and do with the kids so then on the on the side i'll, I'll write the list I've got to a point now that I pretty much know how much everything costs and the things that we love. You're like the rain man of grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing is, like, we generally eat the same sorts of foods or um, they might be different foods. Like, we're quite adventurous in our house, but they're usually always using the same herbs or the same ingredients. So um, you get to know how much the flour is, how much the sugar is, you Mm -hmm. know, how much, you know, things are going to be fruits very difficult fruit fluctuates a lot you know bananas can go from anywhere from 99 cents to three dollars 99 so you know I, I know roughly every week i need 15 pieces of fruit so that goes on my list 15 pieces of fruit i don't say i need five apples i need five bananas get whatever's in season i'll get whatever absolutely good call yeah. And it's a good way to mix it up as well. Absolutely. So your kids are exposed to the different fruits. That's right. And vegetables as well. Right. Well, you know, I've got $6 a week to spend on veggies. And then once I'm out, I'll, I'll see what there is. I always overestimate, you know, if something's going to be 80 cents, I'll just write it down a dollar. Uh, knowing that if I see something else that I want to pick up, I can still afford it within my mm. um, $90 budget. So it, it becomes a bit of a skill and I get a, a bit uh, annoyed with myself sometimes if I go over and sometimes... I'll we've been watching too and we've been thinking, that's, uh, that's know, like the price is right. You honestly, know, the price is right where the guy's climbing up the mountain. If I get in any range from like $88 to $93, I am so pleased. I'm like, yes, I'm getting so good at this now. Like, so that's, that's awesome because I tell you what, it's so cheap to eat shit. Oh, it's so, that's, yeah. It is. It's harder to, it's, or the myth is, the myth, it's, it's more expensive to eat healthy. Why the hell is that the case? I mean, yeah. what, and what you're doing is providing 
you know, an answer to that. Yeah. Look, you know, we I love blueberries. Um, you know, just blueberries are really expensive. So that's going to be a, a treat when we get the blueberries, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm just going for all the different types of fruits and, mm-hmm. you know, what what suits us and what suits our needs, basically. Um, usually always take the kids with me as well. Like my daughter loves going around. You, you usually... Sh- throw in a free frankfurter or something like that mm-hmm. for her and then she can't wait to get the wool to woolies because she knows she's going to get free fruit <laughs> like just <laughs> great that's, from Woolworths that's awesome isn't it when you awesome. walk in the, the kids go straight to this fruit bowl it's and amazing they can eat it. that's, yeah that's, and that's, she even knows where the bin is trick. everything now it just gets you around the supermarket and a, a great initiative from Woolworths and, and it's cool because yeah all they eat the fruit as well but as you're saying about you know you kind of condition your kids to kind of eat healthy like um quick side story i was at my parents place and my daughter's sitting there and my wife and i are trying to get my daughter to eat really well because you know when, when kids go to the grandparents grandparents are like yep. get some stickers get some chocolate <laughs> you got some so um so we want hope my daughter to eat really healthily and she wants to eat lollies yeah because so, she's a kid yeah That's how they brains so, so my dad had these uh um raspberries and he was, we'll call them lollies. And my daughter's like, that's great. So I've never seen my dad so trapped with himself because he's like, oh, I'm making my, my son happy. I'm feeding healthy. And I'm making my granddaughter happy because she thinks they're lollies. <laughs> great. Win-win. All right. So let's, uh, shall we? Do you want to sample a bit let's of food? Let's sample some food before okay, I delve into some more stuff on your page. Because what's this? What's so? What's the first thing you're serving up here? Because so, we're going to try to eat not on mic to annoy you guys ears too much, but I'm, it looks delicious. So I'm going to chew the crap out of it. Um, so we've got some uh, some penne here because I thought the spaghetti might be a little bit too. Uh, what makes it penne? Difficult. Uh, that's just the shape of it. Oh, the shape of the pasta. Yeah. Okay. You know, I've fantasized like I've watched so many. Um, you know. Food, my kitchen rule shows before, and fantasize about trying to eat something. It's like, finally, it's like, it's our time, Jordy. <laughs> like, doing it, a man. Do you know what? Do you know how I'm going to judge this? Though? <laughs> I'm going to eat. There's going to be a huge pause. After that pause, I'm going to cr- look at me. Look at me first, really seriously. Yeah. All right. Do, do, you, gonna, do you both like parmesan? Yes, oh, yeah, please. So there's a bit of parmesan that goes on it. We're, I'm not going to chew too much in the microphone, guys. Don't worry. It's not going to pee a it's not going to take you off too much. So, for people listening, what's happening right now? Marie's uh, uh, got the bowl French of the penne, penne, and then na- na- what's the sauce again? Napolitana. Napolitana sauce, and oh. we're just dishing it up in the uh, house mm-hmm. studio. I'm going to try some, and then I'm going to come back with my my kitchen rules uh, slash what's the other big big show. <laughs> With our George Calabaris Master Chef, Master Chef, I love Master Chef. You know, Master Chef's one of those shows that you know people are really, really talented. It's all about the food. My Kitchen Rules is all about who can slag anybody off. You know, loads of bitchiness. Not really about the food. Uh, yeah, Master Chef. Master Chef is show, one of my faves. Yeah, absolutely. So this is just um, the a this simple sauce. This is delicious. So to give you an idea, you know, I'm gonna keep eating. This is delicious. <laughs> is Thank it you. nice? You know, a family of four for just over two dollars. You, you can't go wrong. There's no meat in it. You know, oh, would this be a portion size for 
your ho- like your partner, yourself, and your kids? Yeah, or? look, um, the, uh, I made 200 grams. So I would eat 100 grams of pasta. You guys have probably got about 75 grams there. So there's plenty more in the in the bowl there. Um, yeah, uh, my partner, he would probably eat around 125 grams. Um, but yeah, for, for a normal eater, I'd say about 100 grams of pasta yes. is absolutely sufficient. I, I'm going to say this. This is, a, this is really nice, and it's not trying to be. I always like your cooking, so I think I don't think that's a surprise. You always come to my cooking journey. I don't, that, I don't think that's a surprise, but it tastes really. It didn't taste heavy. I think. Yeah, it's fresh. No, no me. Like most people, just always go for a bolognese or something mm. like that. And Mary, you've got a gift, dude. Hey, before we move on, wait up. Let's tell people. Tell the listeners. Oh. Break this down. Okay. Remember last July, we did Christmas in July yeah. at your house. Yeah. One of my Holy favorites. Holy shit. Yeah. I've always wanted to do it, as you know. Um, been talking about it for a you know, couple of years and a lot of preparation. Like, we had 18 people that day and I wanted- 18 people over, people listening. 18 yeah. people over. For you know, hey, yeah. Just think, well, before you hear what Maria did, if you're listening to this, if you had 18 people coming over this weekend, what would you do? Now, you can't order in. You've got to cook it all at home. Think of your dishes. What are you going to do? Think of the planning that would go into that. Have a think. Come up with your answer. You can't just do hot dogs. You can do hot dogs. (laughs) Shit, what am I saying? Do whatever you like. Now, listen to what Maria from My So Called Lifestyle put on this night. Um, So, look, I love hosting. So, it's all about the, the atmosphere, the decoration. You know, we had the Christmas tree. You know, on the the TV there was, was a big English fireplace, yeah, open fireplace, big, big, big English fireplace. <laughs> um, so first of all, people turned up. What, what do you want at Christmas? You know, Christmas for me in England is Christmas markets, mulled wine, the smell of mulled wine. Um, so that's what we started with, mulled wine in a slow cooker. So easy. Get what to- is mulled wine again? Um, it's just normal wine, Could but you with stop like <laughs> mulled wine with like a nutmeg, star anise, oranges. Um, oh, so many things, beautiful things that actually go in it. Um, so, but it, the only thing is, you're drinking it in mugs. You, if you drink a few mugs, that is it. You're a goner. Like it's well, a so few strong. That were a goner that night. After <laughs> <a long laughs> That's right. But you know, you don't need expensive wine. I bought like the two dollars sixty nine Merlot from uh, Aldi. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're adding so many extra spices into it that you know you don't really need an expensive wine. Um, and then what do you want after that? You know, we're all standing outside. The fire's there. You know, you want some canapes. So we had like um, triple fried brie. Um, we had steak tartare. And a lot of these things, um, you know, people hadn't tried before. So it was a really good um, introduction to some of the foods that I That's really enjoyed. That's what I loved enjoyed. about it as well. Like I felt, felt like it taste like... Different food. Another culture, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you say raw meat to people and people will be like, oh my God, that's disgusting. There was a few people when it came around, it was yeah. delicious. And then uh, we'll come around again and they went to take a second one. And when someone told them what steak tartare was, that's when the noses turned up. And I said, hang on, champs. Yeah. You just ate that last time. It was delicious. Yeah. And so I ate their meat as well. <laughs> and just mini prawn cocktails. Prawn cocktails at Christmas are, are very traditional. So, um, and then we went on to sort of the, the mains then. So, um, you know, we had the mashed potatoes, the roast potatoes. Um, we had the meat. So, 
trying to think of we've got one oven in this house how are we going to make this work so we had the beef and the pork on a spit outside and um, in the oven we had um a stuffed turkey um and then we had different types of vegetables we had um cauliflower cheese we had chestnuts um and sprouts with bacon and onions and garlic just one of my favorites mm-hmm. um and then we had dessert cheeses lime cheesecake, cheese, lime cheesecake. um you know amazing yeah, it's it's a lot of prep. Um, it's a lot of planning as well. You know, mm-hmm. trying to decide when things are going to go in the oven. Um, mm-hmm. but really, really glad I did it. It was like just such a fun night. Chris Kringles, Christmas jumpers. Um, you know, it's nice to do something different like that, and especially to do it for you know the people that you like. Mm. <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, ugly Christmas jumpers. That was funny for the night. Yeah, and like whenever you walk in and you see a spread with multiple meats, that's when you know, like, this is next level. This- so it was amazing. <laughs> and $99 for that shopping list, so it was amazing. But, <laughs> I'm sure that one, uh, yeah, that was not one of the places that went that under there. Because that would have been amazing. And you know, all this, you know, I talk about sort of budgets and everything. And and last year, um, you know, we've been going through and a lot of people break that down. Yeah, like um, a lot of people on my page know know about it. So to sort of new new listeners there, um, we started building a house in 2012. And, you know, as time was going on, things weren't being built correctly. And um, we used an independent private builder just not happy about and the reasoning for that um he could do it quickly i was pregnant and we wanted to move in for when this baby was born Uh, my daughter is now over four years old and i think uh, the promise was before she was born wasn't it yeah that's right yeah so you know when you're at a stage where you know you just need a house you need to live somewhere Mm and we were living in bronte at the time having a great lifestyle but just couldn't afford to live there and have a baby at the same time Plus, we really wanted to buy something, and, and this land seemed like a good opportunity. Um, so, yeah, you know, the year went by and things weren't right. We went to fair trading for them to try and help us. Fair trading stepped in, um, you know, unfortunately told us to pay him a little bit more money because, you know, he was strapped for cash, even though it really wasn't the right time to give him the money. Um, sort of a massive regret on our part. But when someone, like when a governing body is telling you to do something because it's going to work out, they are you going to do better. it? They should know better, shouldn't they? Well, yeah. Do you trust, do you trust them? Yeah. So um, anyway, he faulted on the order um, set by fair trading and bad trading basically just said to us you're gonna have to take him to the tribunal so went to the tribunal um and the judge said look you know no one wins in these circumstances like see if you can just sort it out between yourselves so we tried to sort it out between ourselves but more things were going wrong on the build and you know just no one was turning up on site it was just one thing after the other um and then one day um council went by and said you know this building is being built illegally and we were just like oh like we hired a builder to to do this so we don't know any of this information and council basically put a stop to the build straight away and that was um, that must have been um that sinking feeling heartbreaking in the heartbreaking yeah. you know we'd we we'd spent money already and we got to that point where we were like what the hell are we gonna do now we're gonna have to go and see a lawyer so that was two and a half years ago and more than two and a half years ago now we've probably spent over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in legal fees in the last 
two and a half years. Um, and we've, still going. Uh, yeah, you know, we still have to pay our interest on our home loan. We still have to pay public liability insurance on the land because in case anybody breaks in and hurts themselves we still have to pay for all the security fencing around the property we, we figure that every single month we spend five thousand dollars on a house that we don't live in and we're never going to see any of that money back so that's why we've really had to cut back and which is really why i started this that's what started the page absolutely saving sort of i guess it started with some ideas to save and because you've got to make that additional money obviously to pay the court fees and the lawyer's fees every month plus the plus the rent plus a mortgage where you're not living in a place and i think that's what a lot of people might say well why are you paying rent and uh rent and a mortgage yeah well, now if you listen to that story, you're paying the mortgage because you've had a dodgy builder that's gone bad. You can't live in that place. That's why, right. Why you still obviously have to pay it off because you've got the loan with the bank. And I also think that you're also disadvantaged. I mean, plus that you've got this passion. Yeah. And you've been set back where you can't... If I mean, you've got this burden that you've got to carry that not many people have to go through. So it's also... It's not just the money. It's... I mean, the... Up, not opportunities, but you know the possibilities that you could be doing. You know, with an extra one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, yeah. Who knows and, what you could? Do. And you know, in the last sort of over four years, I've had two lots of maternity leaves. So I've been off for, for like two years mm. as well. So you know, when you're on one income, I'm lucky. You know, um, you know, Dave is a massive, massive worker. He will take all the overtime he can, just so I could have that little bit, you know, extra time mm-hmm. off work. And um, now I'm back to work. We just both work as much as we can just to, because we don't want to go into debt. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're really good with our credit cards. If we spend on them, then we'll, we always pay them off straight mm-hmm. away. I actually have like a three tier purse system now. Um, I, I'm Explain terrible. Explain that to me. Oh my God. Like, and you're probably going to agree. How many times you use tap, 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 tap throughout the week? Do you actually remember what you spend? Nah. And I get, nah. I used to get my bill through and it used to be five pages long. Go and get some chewing gum. Tap. Go and I've get this. I've never read a tap. bill, so I wouldn't know because <laughs> it just goes like that, but I... That's what you just tap, tap I would get, and yeah. Who knows what it's So, like. and you know why I did it? I, you know, I was getting Qantas points. So I'm like, right. everything's got to go on the card because yeah. I want to get my Qantas points up. But then I found that I was spending so much money and it was just absolutely ridiculous. So look, I still use my card now for a lot of direct debits and things that are very static payments. So every month I know that these certain things are going to be on there, like car insurance, life insurance, all those sorts of things are going to be on there. Um, for general groceries... I've got one that's got $90 in. And then now we've had to really reduce spends. So that's not you've got the actual cash for I've got $90. Taking the cash out of the bank, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, spends, which is just going to be like, um, you know, coffees or, you know, Go if I need something or a bit, bit of makeup, yeah. anything that's not groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put $50 aside for, and then I've put away around $70 for fuel each week because I am on the road quite a bit with my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that doing it that way, I keep cost control. Because you know what you're spending. I know exactly what I'm spending. And, and you, you know go, what? Well, I probably can't afford Don't need that coffee. That's- I'll go without because... Yep. I've, you know, I, not doing that, I can go and have a drink with my girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, I'm we, so. we, we were the biggest eating outers. We love dining out, breakfast, you know, we mm-hmm. would have a takeaway every week. We would go out for dinner every week. We would probably spend around $200 in eating other people's food. Hmm. And, you know, you realize that... It accumulates. I think that's where most of our 
our money goes I think in a lot of people. food. Like we go out for a breakfast. There's a hundred bucks gone just for a Sunday morning. Then breakfast you go for is exorbitant these days. Yeah. But I love the breakfast yeah, meal. If breakfast. I'm going out as my meal, I like that it can be. You can go have breakfast, have a couple of coffees, read a paper, be relaxed. You're not rushed in and out, especially when you've got kids. Mm. Like breakfast is an easier meal than dinner when they're sort of crapping on and they want to go and just <laughs> shut up or leave up. It. <laughs> You don't talk to them like that. <laughs> but that. Yeah, and there you go. I mean, through everything you've gone through, to your credit, you don't play the victim. You get up and you make it work. You transfer these skills that you've got from business. I mean, you run a great spreadsheet as well, send them posts there, <laughs> which is important. You know, that's they're the skills that you need to, yeah. to make it work. I mean, Absolutely. with so much pressure, you know, you create diamonds. Diamonds yeah. like young Maria, like that's awesome. Hey, and you know what? I would love to do more with the kids. Like, you know, I want to get them involved in gymnastics. I want to do different things with them, but that just has to wait. Like, we just can't do that at the moment. We think free things to do now. You know, just the other day, I posted. You know, my daughter wanted to go on a teddy bear's picnic, so pack all. We made some food in the. Morning morning um we packed all that for the lunch took the teddy bears took the picnic blanket mm. and just went to the local park and that was just like the best thing ever for her mm-hmm. you know and it, was free. <laughs> and it was free or you know we started going for walks and you know going you know up into the blue mountains and just things that we would never do before we've actually really enjoying yeah what other what other stuff do people you put up on your your page for people to follow is it so there's a lot of budgetary stuff a lot yeah, of look, good food we, we do a lot um with like kids as well you know cooking with the children we love making pizzas so we'll make the dough from scratch um you know we'll we'll chop up everything the the ham the olives the cheese um put it all in a big plate and then my daughter's basically just putting ingredients and toppings on the the pizzas and then we'll sit down and watch a movie and people always comment on that you know there's pictures of her making breads and i just think it's so important for children to know food know how to cook food um their knowledge is a really good foundation for their future mm-hmm. um well there you go like if uh, our kids were it was like lord of the flies i was stuck in an island the kids would know how to cook my daughter would know how to make fire jokes i mean <laughs> she would be hilarious she's, she's pretty funny she? yeah she's, she's quite funny she's she knows how to count things too so she she'd, always have the, count. she'd always have the conch though uh, you know just like simple things like my daughter can crack an egg like she's four years old like to crack it even that's a pretty school i can't yeah so i do a lot of shell. cracking eggs and i get a lot of shells in there have you got a tip of how to get this bit of shell out of the bowl once you put some shell in there it's, it's hard put so yeah put, yeah put another piece of shell, shell in, in to there. get it yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, but yeah, you know, getting kids involved with food um, at an early age, mm-hmm. I personally believe is extremely important. Um, you know, you read a lot of these, um, you know, professors from universities saying get them involved at a young age, less chance of obesity and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It is an epidemic. I mean, childhood obesity is a real thing. Massive. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that um, sort of I look into quite a lot. And the Australian Institute, um, their last survey that they did was 2014, 2015, and, and one in four children are actually obese now. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy if that was 2014, and, 15. And, we've got to, and you've got to regress back. It's not the kids. It's the knowledge of the parents. <sighs> you know what I mean? So... So it's not, this is no esoteric knowledge, like it's available for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's, here's an example, Maria, whose family, you know, it was a big part of the culture. 
I mean, I would like to see, you know, what is the uh, statistics of obesity in Italy versus Australia? Exactly. I'm going to go yeah. to Google. Yeah. How's it work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, there's um, Harvard Medical School. There's a guy called Dr. Matthew Gilman. Um, children who had dinner with their families ate more fruit and veg, less sugary drinks, fried food, accepting of new food choices. Is, is that eating? So that's a study that said if you eat with your family instead of At the table. kids, go and sit in front of the telly. Yeah. Finish their thing. The mum and dad will eat later. That's or whatever exactly it is. what happens in. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority of households. Households. Oh yeah. You know. So do you eat at the same time as your? You've got a young family. I'm yep. sure there's people listening out there with a young family. Do Absolutely. You eat the same food. We eat the same and foods. the same time as your. Yep. Young one, so do you bring your... Is a trick to bring your meal forward a little bit from oh, when you Lord. might normally eat? Yeah, look, I um, I always... We always usually eat around 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We can't really go much later than that mm-hmm. without the, the one-year-old freaking out. But yeah, we eat the same foods. I like I have to omit quite a lot of the mm-hmm. salt now, so we have to add it later. So salt, salt, it's, uh, it's not as bad as what it's thought to be because it's just a mineral, salt. Yeah. But there's, they, new stu- there's studies on salt that say it sort of was lumped in with it's as it as if it's uh, something that's bad mm-hmm. where salt's just a natural natural mineral which you're getting actually good stuff out of salt oh mm-hmm. interesting yeah. so it was lumped into that same uh i guess sugar industry sort of thing uh or that whole mm. so there was a big spin on salt being what so you know was terrible that was what the issue was mm. salt cholesterol that's the cholesterol issue. Yeah. and you come back cholesterol is a good thing and salt is just a natural mineral from the earth. So it's yeah. not as bad as what, I guess, people of our age and era were brought up believing. Yeah. yeah. A few um, myths. I mean, and I guess it all just comes down to everything in moderation. moderation that's so true. Including moderation. Including this moderation. This is very, very true. Look, you know, I know that Meta a lot moderation. of the, the kids come home from school, they're eating at five o'clock and, you know, they'll have whatever, you know, the fish fingers, chips, uh, rice, it's nuggets. so easy. Oh, so easy. Yeah. So easy. fall into that trap, isn't and it? And you know what? My kids, like, such my daughter, she loves chicken nuggets and chips, absolutely oh, loves yeah. it. And you know what? Every now and then it's absolutely fine. But, you know, we want them to eat at the table with us. We want them to make sure that eating everything when i was trying to introduce vegetables to my daughter who seems to still struggle with them we introduced like a a party platter plate which is just from like the reject shop and you go you've got four quarters because it's for nuts and pretzels and things like that so so you eat from you know the first quarter you put a bit in everyone you've got you've got your meat in that one you've got Mm. your veggies in that one you've got some beans in that one whatever it is potatoes in that one you have to go around all of them and we found that that really really worked so you gamified dinner (laughs) yeah so she still has to eat the same as us if we're having spicy food then you know i'll i'll try and change it a little bit but i haven't got time to be making two lots of dinners there's just no way i will do that that's my wife struggles with that like trying to make two two dinners or or sometimes like if you've got really picky kids yeah you could be making a dinner for mum and dad a child one gets this dinner. Yep. She doesn't, but the baby doesn't want to eat that. No one's the, got time for middle, that. And the middle daughter doesn't like this. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot of work in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. And that's probably when it's easy to just get some fish and chips, get some nuggets, throw the nuggets in the oven or that. But do you know, like you were saying about bassa before, mm-hmm. you know, you can buy bassa for like $7 a kilo. Yeah, it's cheap It's fish. cheap. You know, yeah, we, cheap we, we, we uh, flour it each side, salt, pepper, a few herbs, 
um, and then just pan fry it quickly. And then you know you don't you can just you don't have to have chips with it. You could make your own like potato wedges or whatever with it. Have some and a bit of salad vegetables. Like you can make it. A, a, the, there is a better alternative way of making it. Mm. I, I can hear your like uh, I can hear your, your sort of brain ticking. You want to get you found a fact that you came up with. Oh no, I was going to add to the basset fields as well. Um, uh, lemon pepper. Uh, I only oh, come across yeah. that last year. Yeah. What a winner that is! Beautiful. Yeah. Um, no, no, I was going to say. So there's this study the um, posted online. So it's Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And they've got a study, and it's talking about um, obese, just obesity, past and predicted obesity levels yep. across. So let's let's compare Italy to Australia. Oh, oh God. Jeez. We're moving to Italy. <laughs> um, so, like, it, it starts off. So in 2010, for example, in Italy, under 40% of the population was overweight. Not obese, considered overweight. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the definition of that in a moment. And then in Australia in 2010... There was, so it looks like it's about, you know, 50, 54% roughly. Mm. So what they're predicting for the year 2020 is Italy will have roughly 45% of the population overweight and Australia will have, it uh, looks close to 63%. Oh, wow. What of the, the population considered overweight. Yeah. What the? Why? 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 People just making making poor choices, making easy choices. And then when you're hitting that that sort of weight level, you got the diabetes, type two diabetes. That's right. You got health risks. You got that visceral fat. It's not just subcutaneous fat; it's visceral, so it's around your organs. And it leads on to bullying. Like it just. Mm -hmm. Where does it stop? Like it's just constant. It affects our education. It affects everything. And you know why are parents doing this? You know. You know. Mm. Make changes if the small changes make changes and i understand you know um you know genetic genetically you have the, what are the three body like ecto mesomorph and, and endomorph yeah and you know sometimes it can be in your genes to be overweight mm-hmm. but i mean looking at this graph historically yeah. like it's only heading in one direction yeah besides austria jesus they're they look pretty healthy in australia too <laughs> but it's heading in one direction like what what, what happens in another 50 years what what, what what happens like the food that we're eating now? What effects does it have? You know, in, in the human gene pool in a hundred years. Right. You know? Yeah, you're creating. Well, the pe- what would happen? You'd think that you adapt, so people would then, whether it's two generations from now, three generations from now, they're going to be used to this processed food, and they probably will learn how to process it and digest yeah. it so yeah. you're not... We'll evolve to, evolve to, to yeah. consume such you bullshit. Have to, yeah, to, con- to consume the bullshit if you're eating it at the rate that... And, and, it, and it does sort of it. lead on to other things. Um, when I was um, in the UK recently, um, I had to make a trip to the dentist and the dentist was telling me, she said, oh, we've had a lot of kids in this week. I was like, oh, right, okay. Like having to pull teeth out. What kids and having to get rid of... Yeah, wow. teeth. Um, just the completely rotten and the seven and eight years old. Like these are brand new teeth that they will have got. Was that the big... in the UK though, did you say? <laughs> that was in the UK. They but... don't brush their teeth. Like, <laughs> <I swear. laughs> but hey. But then I came back to Australia and I thought, I'm going to look into this a little bit further. Everyone's got teeth better teeth. I had to take my daughter to the dentist because we were actually involved in a, a dental trial in children. And the dentist was telling me, obviously, there are, uh, kids are having a lot 
of uh, a lot more sugary products mm-hmm. that is not helping but kids are snacking and even if you're snacking on fruit snacking is really really bad for your teeth because when you eat something you have to let your teeth like heal almost mm-hmm. to prevent cavities yeah so, is it with acidity as well like the it, yeah, it needs a balance back right, so if you're eating right. tomatoes as well exactly you've got to have a break before so yep. that you wash out the amount so you know kids should be having their breakfast mid-morning snack lunchtime afternoon snack dinner that is it. Not just constantly going to the pantry, grabbing an apple or grabbing some biscuits, whatever it is, you know, and just to give you an idea, the the, the National Child Oral Health Study, one third of New South Wales, New South Wales children aged five to 10 have decay in their baby teeth. Mm-hmm. And one fifth of children aged six to 14 have decay in their permanent teeth. Like, yeah, the wow. permanent teeth is a while. Like, oh, actually, topical. I went to the dentist today and I had to get uh, two feelings that come out, got them put back in. So I'm thinking teeth already, and I was brushing my daughter's teeth yeah. uh, tonight. And I was thinking about how difficult it is to get the toothbrush in. And the dentist was saying, you know, you, you're brushing too hard, you know, it's like. You, you, some of my gums are eroding because I'm going too hard, too fast. Oh, I brush my teeth really hard They've too. They've also changed this. You know how you used to, when you grew up, it used to be in circles and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go up and on an angle yeah. into your gums. Yeah, so 45 degree angle, yeah. said, yeah. So they changed, wow. they changed the whole style of what you Instead of doing circles and whatever else they used to teach when the yeah. Colgate guy used to come around. Yeah. That's all changed. So yeah. I guess science has changed. As well, well, I guess, and you want to stay on, on the cutting edge of you know mm-hmm. what the latest the latest knowledge is. But I was brushing, <laughs> oh, what a catch! I was brushing uh, my daughter's teeth. And I was thinking, Jesus, really hard to get in these teeth. And I was yeah. thinking, maybe that is the reason, like why you do have baby teeth. They're just the cactus. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't look after yeah. them. They're going. But sort. you know, I, I hear this quite a lot. It's baby teeth. It doesn't matter. But baby teeth actually form the way your mouth is, the way you yeah. talk, the way you chew, mm-hmm. everything. So baby teeth and are actually speech. really so important. It does speech doesn't it change absolutely your speech and, and where your adult teeth grow up yeah sort of and you know who tells you that who yeah. tells you like that this is me looking into it you know a little bit more because i was interested but no one tells you these things speaking of teeth nice segue can we sink our teeth into some of oh. our uh, kofta you can indeed <laughs> I'm an, I'm okay just, so what's this what's what's um i guess what do you what do you call so. it uh, dish number two, I guess. So this is a pork kofta. Um, koftas can be made of any mints. Um, beef mints is probably the cheapest mints to go for. Um, but pork pork koftas are basically mint. With, uh, sorry, bit. Mints with loads of different herbs in. I've made a homemade tzatziki here as well, which is really simple to make. Tzatziki. It's yeah. the freshest of the dips. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Healthy. It's just Greek yogurt, um, mint, cucumber, garlic, lemon juice. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, you're probably going to have to put a few in your plates here, aren't you? All right, let's do this. I'm going to eat one here. You, you hit it first. Take your headphones um, off for a sec, dude. But, you know, I was only thinking when I was making this, you know, sometimes, you know, the kids might be at the grandparents or whatever and you, you're with your loved one in the garden. You've got a, a you know, nice glass of wine. And mm-hmm. what do you get out? The Doritos and a dip. Like, yeah. this is so simple to make. You know, get some mint. Uh, some mints throw the herbs in you know make these and you don't need to use the skewers you can just make them into meatballs even um you know a bit of tzatziki just get out in the garden in the sun glass of wine maybe get some lebanese bread put it in the middle like that's that that love isn't it Mm. that's passion and 
and you know they say mental health like people everybody's talking about mental health at the moment but um research has showed that that cooking is is great for mental health is is part of what you've gone through over the last couple of years and cooking is this like a cathartic release for you (laughs) is it no i I love cooking anyway not not a problem but you know it's those um you know like they said going to the 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 gym with those endorphins and Mm -hmm. things like that it's exactly the same with cooking it's exactly Mm. the same with cooking and um they say that I'm trying to see if I, oh yeah there's a professor of psychological and brain sciences at Boston University a lady called Donna Pincus and she says it allows people creative expression thoughts are on weighing needing mixing and not on negative things an act of achievement and finally an act of offering to others can provide a feeling of doing good it's a massive stress reliever yeah, yeah. So good, amen so. sister I agree yeah. because you're doing good for others you're doing you're good for others yeah you know, and so you know that you know it, it does. This it, is it beautiful. Make, you like it? <laughs> it, it? It really does make sense. But even like while you are cooking, you know, you have that bit. Of, I'm trying to chew on the mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Um, but you know, while you are cooking, what a great form of mindfulness as well. Had a crazy day, and it's a it's a way to shift your mind, shift to focus on whatever bullshit's happening in your day, or what's happening tomorrow it's a good way to just stop and focus on something else and you know give your mind a rest from the other <laughs> the what, whatever it's got the minutiae of all the bullshit you day yeah. away doing this so doing true that. Nah. and you know what i find it's a really good opportunity as well to really bond with my kids like you know i've got a one-year-old he is he's literally just a, a watcher mm-hmm. um but my daughter wants to be there you know she wants to be doing the mixing it's a great bonding experience mm-hmm. she knows that mum loves doing the cooking the baking you know what are we making today mum? um mm-hmm. you know we made um uh, pizza pinwheels for the first time the other day she absolutely loved them you know put them in a lunchbox took them on the picnic mm. you know she gets excited and passionate about food so i really hope that that stays with her for a long time mm-hmm. we were talking about this um our last uh, podcast where we were talking about um your influences on kids as well and yeah. do you find like you you uh. obviously you want uh, your daughter and children to be cooking do you find a fine line between you know Forcing, forcing, yeah, <laughs> you will and, cook. And, yeah. and letting them find their passion in what you that, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose with me always being interested, and she's originally just watched me, she's a very creative person, so she's either got the you know the colors out, or you know, she'll it, it actually drives me insane. But I finished um, a laundry powder box, and she's like. Mummy, we can make a handbag out of that. We just put a ribbon on it. <laughs> or it's like, Mum, let's keep this toilet roll. I'm like, no, let's put it in the trash. No, no, no. This is what we can make out of it. She's an extremely creative person. So to, to do things with her hands and to have an end result, mm-hmm. um, I can see that in her already. Mm-hmm. So cooking is another form of artwork, isn't it? That's what oh, I say. So oh, my God. That side of when brain. you see some of these Michelin chefs and they're... they're the art that you can see on the plate, oh, it's just yeah. out of this world. And using your hands, it's like another way of you, you, you're thinking with your body as well. You know, it's a yeah. great way to you know form those connections. That's that's pretty cool. And trying to do it on the cheap. <laughs> so we, my so-called lifestyle, Maria. Where's where are you taking this? Where's what can people uh, what can people expect to see on your page? How, 
You know, are you, yeah. is it hard now that you've got to post to keep posting and keeping as and a new I, blogger? And, you, and while it, it was, and to add on to JK's question, you can also give us some tips as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose uh, my so-called lifestyle, um, I, the name for starters. Um, yeah, I, that's what I was. I that's something I've got. Yeah. Where did that name come from? <laughs> so, uh, my so-called life was a, a show in the nineties, and I was at school and absolutely obsessed Claire Danes and Jared Leto were in it oh my god Love like, oh my god and you know I really feel like I should go and try and find where this box set mm-hmm. is because I would love to watch it all again and it's all about um, their lives and their dramas and dilemmas of you know what was important for them which was like boys girls sex you know all those things that are like massive who's friends with who exactly mm. and you know that's what was important then but yeah. what's important for me now is so much different from what was important to me when I was in my teens you Mm. know what's important to me now is sort of family happiness health you know doing things together it's so different so um i decided to call it my so-called lifestyle because i focus on um oh a bit of thunder in the background there it was like a strike of lightning <laughs> um i i don't find it hard to to uh, post things because it's about my life so every now and then I'll throw in a few little hacks that I've learned from other people or um, you know that I use all the time and those are the ones I'll throw in when you know I haven't really done anything that interesting that day uh, but generally I try and post my life so as I go along and I find it a lot easier to do that so it's a lifestyle page on your lifestyle it's on my lifestyle so you know I focus a lot on budgeting Um, you know I get so many people messaging me saying help me we're in so much debt um, you know, I got myself in a mess with Afterpay. Everything's Afterpay at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is Afterpay the old labour? Is that exactly, what it is? It's like it's you, exactly. You get the actual stuff. So you get the now. products and you pay for they it later. Are. Like so, even my local so butchers is doing that. It's it's ridiculous. Um, uh, that so, like a credit card? A butcher does it. That- well, it would be similar. It would be similar to a credit card. You're getting the stuff on credit. So remember Layboy, I guess you used yeah. to... Pay, pay it off, off and then get the thing. Now you get it and you pay it off after. Yeah, so it's almost like a store card. So you only go. So, like for example, um, there's a local butcher to us that does Afterpay. So he's set up with Afterpay. So it's almost as if they need to check into you first, make sure you you know fin- financially viable, and then yeah, we'll let you have Afterpay, mm-hmm. and then you are we back to to. Uh, but the interest rates and things like that are just horrendous. I really think that'd be bad credit if you had to do it. Like if you had someone. Doing afterpay on meat, you wouldn't Just, think that that'd be a good investment. That's in crazy! Credits. It's crazy if you can't afford it. Don't be eating it. Like yeah. people are getting themselves into a mess. And, and you know, can you imagine chasing those debts? Yeah, that's it? right. Did you eat it? All right, give it back. <laughs> yeah. Send the repo guys around with a stomach pump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some people sort of just. But some people don't learn. People will yeah. continue to do it. And these people that come into me saying, what can I do? Look mm. what I'm doing. So I'm like, you know, how much is your internet? How much you do? You know, tell me all these different things, right? 
this is where mm-hmm. you can start. So I'll go through um, my sort of budget and, you know, I'll post my budget for everybody to see. And yeah, unfortunately, I get a lot of trolls on there that are like, oh, you know, you earn this amount of money and, you know, and you've got all these, that, that's ridiculous. Well, you can see that I live off pretty much $50 a week. So, you know, mm. we we work hard because we need to cover all these things. And, and so it's a bit demoralizing when a lot of people, you know, put you down. But that's if you want to read every comment, exactly. you're going to find trolls. Exactly. Like so yeah. I think that's that's I think that's a big skill for anyone that's on oh, social media. Sure. Don't, don't read the comments. That's you, right. You're not going to find your. No. If you want to find negative comments, that's the easiest thing to find. And out that's there. And, but it comes from somewhere. I mean, why, why would someone want to go on and and, and force your, it's an easy target? Yeah. Oh my god! That's it. Like you know, people. You know, you're just lying about your budget. Why? Why would I be lying? Like this is mm. this is my life. Yeah. Like. You know, yeah. you know, if I could do things cheaper than what they are, I would be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I make a, a list, which I post. I have every single month of the year, and I have exactly what's going out. So some people might say they spend $1,500 on electricity in a year. What's that divided by 12? I don't do it like that. If I pay my bill in, a quarter, in the quarter and say it's, it's April, I'll put the amount in April. So every month I know exactly what's going out. This way is easy because then you can go through and you can go, right, car insurance, can I get a better deal? Life insurance, can I get a deal? Internet, can I get a better deal? And that's what I do. And I regularly go through and see where I can reduce. And you wouldn't believe, just to give you an idea, um, our mortgage that we pay on the house that we don't live in, um, I just um, emailed the guy and said, it's been a year. Can you see if you can do a better rate for us? Straight away comes back, probably saved us just short of $200 a month. That's just That's by just for one phone call. Yeah, it was an email. Like, mm. just the question. People have just got to pick up the phone, go into the branch, send them an email. What can you do mm. for us? You know. Did you, after he responded back, did you ask him again? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Uh, what I mean is cheeky is that, but like yeah. you, people have just got to ask the questions. Don't be lazy. You know, spend a couple of hours. You can save so much money. Like now what I can do with that $200 that we're just, we've just saved. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? Um, our internet, we were paying for the top speed, not getting the top speed. So I just reduced it all the way back down to the, the slow speed and we mm-hmm. haven't even noticed a difference anyway. So you're paying, you, did you do that? I didn't even know you did that. Do you pay for the speedy internet? Uh, with the MBN, you can. MBN, yeah. 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 Oh, so it's it's MBN. like 12, 25, and 100 or something like that, mm. MPBS. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't experiencing those speeds that were promised mm. when, when it first came out. And and the MBN program has changed. You know, it's now fi- – it was going to be fiber to the house for everyone. No, and now it's – And now it's fiber to the node. And that's – um. but look – any where 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 we where you are right now, Maria? This is the black hole of the world. <laughs> surprise! Surprise! Any, works, anything yeah. gets out of this studio. Yeah. Now that's that's so, awesome. So internet so, speed. You know internet speed. Mm. Um, my electricity. I got my bill through, and it was like six hundred dollars. And people are going, "Oh my god, I was a thousand dollars. Don't even worry about that." I'm mm. like, "No, it's still a lot of money. What can I do? I've been with this provider for about a year and a half, um, and I actually use the one big switch, which a lot of people." 
people talk about um, it, a massive marketing thing around it but I did my research went to quite a few people and I ended up going um, with a linter through the one big switch rates were better pay on time discounts were better mm-hmm. um, so again it's just one more area that you can look at um, life insurances you can get life insurance through your super, super. Yep. Um, but it is a lot more expensive so a lot of people do it because they don't have to pay for it mm-hmm. but it is a lot more expensive doing mm-hmm. it that way but there's so many different providers out mm-hmm. there as well so mm-hmm. shop around see what you can get and salary packaging as well yeah mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about salary packaging um, I've never used that but I hear a lot about it yeah the fringe benefit yeah anyway the, the, the other like as you said there are yeah. all these tools out there so many tools and, you- and I mean childcare how much do we pay on childcare how much do you overpay at the end of the year because you've gone over the cap a lot yeah. but is yeah. that is that then are you, is has that gone up the cap yeah it's going up it's in going up. July I think Maria uh, yeah. could probably yeah know I think exactly it's June July it's yeah. going up um, the, depending on how much you earn it's going to be around 7 to 10 yeah, yeah most people will have no cap then, or a 10,000 yeah, cap saving on daycare is that then to save on daycare to not go over the cap you've then obviously got to move daycare oh yeah so I mean you, it's, it's, it's it, a that, that's between, one of those ones that we can't yeah. it, that's a, a, an expense that we have to pay we mm-hmm. haven't got any excuse but with this new cap increase I think it will benefit yeah. a lot of families oh, yeah. out there it's mm-hmm. going to make a huge difference um, you know I know that if we were on the seven and a half thousand cap by the end of the year we'd have about three or four thousand dollars to pay so yeah. and it's just that whole concept and, of accumulating yeah, yeah. that's but, right and those little savings that like what it adds up to the end of the year it may seem little now but that's it's, right. the, it's the flow and effect at the end of the yeah. year that's where those um, savings accumulate hey while we head into that home straight for the podcast can we taste some of that uh, yes. sweet sweet <laughs> what, what was this one again Maria okay. I, want, I want more of this uh, the pork thing because it's sitting there as well <laughs> but I know that doesn't do good for radio <laughs> okay <laughs> When I was talking about making snacks, a lot of people will just head straight for the tiny teddies on the in the supermarket or, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever snacks they can. This is literally a cup of beet up butter, half a cup of um, honey, melted in the microwave. You're and- out there, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> um, melt that in the microwave and just add some oats. Oats are yeah. like a dollar from Aldi. They're yeah. so cheap. Mix it all together. And uh, put it in the fridge, and that's it. So I've got a load of them. Yes, they're good, aren't they? And you know what you could do? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) But you know what you could do as well? You could put some um, desiccated coconut in there, or you can just drizzle some chocolate on the top, Mm. or add dates in it, or Mm -hmm. you know, it's no cook. It's three ingredients. Anybody can do it. It's that easy just got to know how mm. and they're the sorts of things that i try and uh, promote on my page you know mm-hmm. healthy living look this has got loads of peanut butter in mm. it's not that healthy but it's again everything in moderation mm-hmm. unfortunately when it's sitting in your fridge and you do work from home you eat a lot of it which is yeah. probably not, not mm-hmm. the best thing mm-hmm. it's very moorish mm-hmm. and very very sweet but great 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 with a cup of coffee that's delicious too <laughs> I don't talk with a peanut butter. <laughs> um, just as well, like, you know, mobile phones, you know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to do the, the upgrade every couple of years. I want the next phone. I want the, really, yeah. is it really necessary that every two years mm-hmm. you need to get the brand new phone? How much extra you pay? Why don't you just go a year, another year 
on the same phone, change the contract and mm-hmm. go on a, on a lower plan. Mm-hmm. It saves you a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just taking that step back, thinking outside of the box, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I make my own baby wipes. Like, there's so many oh, extra show that things. Oh, share that one. I love that one. Oh, well, How do you do it? You do it with... Um... So, you, you do it with kitchen roll. Uh, I got quite picky with my kitchen roll now, this so like I the, always use the Viva. What do you call it? <laughs> ta- ta- paper towels. Paper <laughs> towels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, Sorry, it's my just English. Crazy. Chop your paper towel in half mm-hmm. with a serrated knife and put it in a, in a box. Get a mug, uh, add in it hot water, big spoon of coconut oil, a drizzle of whatever you stick in the bath for kids, stir it round, pour it over the, the boiling water and, and take the middle out, the, the cardboard box bit mm-hmm. out the middle. And and just feed through the first one, so it'll come through oh, as a spiral. And it rolls out from the center. Yeah, it's um, for a lot of mums and dads out there with kids with nappy rashes. It's a lot better on the the bottoms because it's very oily. Mm. Um, it, you know, it's easier to wipe everything off. So we find them really good. And if the the kids have got an, a nappy rash, I'll, I will put extra coconut oil in. Otherwise, you you just need a, a spoonful. Um, great. I know what's going in them. I don't take them out with me because it's not convenient, but I, mm. I use them at home and it, it does save me a lot of money and I just sort of got into the swing of doing it now. Yeah, you so get used to it. You do get used to it. Um, we try and make our own lemon cleaner. The in-laws have a lemon tree with a ridiculous amount of lemons on. What the hell am I going to do with these lemons? And I, I posted it out there to, to all the people that follow my page. What shall I do with these lemons? And people are giving me all these different ideas. And one of them was like, why don't you make some lemon cleaner? So, you know, taking the peel off the lemons, soaking it in white wine vinegar for three weeks and then you add that with water and it makes your own lemon cleaner. So I've just been using that for ages now. So you've answered the old adage. Spray and wipe. You've answered the old adage. We'll have to give you lemons. You make lemon cleaner. <laughs> exactly. As well as lemon custard, as well as, uh, you know, freezing the rest of the lemons to add to my gin and tonics later. <laughs> I'm like- convinced you could make a bomb out of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so look, there's, there's, there's loads of different things that you can do. So it's all about sort of thinking a bit further and sort of trying to say, save a penny so you've got more money to spend on the good things. So what's the? where can people find you, Maria? What's the what's the page of My So-Called Lifestyle on Facebook, yep. Twitter? What do you got? Yep. So um, on Twitter and Instagram, it's My SC Lifestyle. Um, and um, on Facebook, My So-Called Lifestyle. Awesome. Dude, yeah. That's I mean, Maria, the- Maria, Maria. <laughs> and, and you know what? And just a sign note before we finish off, I'll, we are friends. But, you know, and just what you've done with over the last couple of years and what you're doing in your life, like, we are so impressed. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you're doing such a good job and it's just, it's inspiring, dude. So keep good. it up. Just Thank keep you. it up and come back on here when you've got another couple of million followers. <laughs> Let's hope. And share, the, and share the episode so they follow us. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Dude, thanks for, um, thanks for coming in. Thank Next you for having week, me. we've got Adam Guest, a tactical police response guy and he also an owner of a raw dog food company such a fitting name as well and he's doing some other stuff so here's it next Maria thank you very much again for the food thank you for having me thank you for the tips we're out far thank you thank you GK peace out